Welcome to Easy Talk. It's your girl, Chef Naji Naj, on the ones and twos. And we are back, ready for the fall season to begin, y'all. I am not a summer girl. It's just not me. It's hot. I live in North Carolina. It is not for the week. Because the humidity up here, downhill, whatever, it hurts. It hurts the skin. It hurts me. So, yeah. Anyway, ready for fall. So ready. So much happening this fall. Southern Munchies menu is going to be popping. Yes, it is. I've been working hard as hell. Not only on new recipes and testing them out, but actually putting it on my website that I'm also doing by myself because it's more cost efficient and I'm not afraid to say, hell, if they offered a coupon, I'd take that too, but whatever. So, yeah, I'm super excited, super excited about the things that I am infusing and things that I've got just coming up. I'm so, so ecstatic. So, with that said, I wanted to jump into today's topic, which is where have all my entrepreneurs gone? Y'all, what is going on? Like, I get it. During the pandemic, we had plenty of time. And it was looking like I'm talking about the black market was popping. And I'm not saying that we've fallen off 100%, but as time has progressed, I see less and less, especially female entrepreneurs. Where are y'all going? I mean, I get it. Let me not pretend like I don't get it. Life happens. Inflation has happened. The price of things have gone up which means your prices probably had to show and reflect that and either people were here for it or they weren't either you had the time or you didn't it was either to go back to work and support your family then taking that leap as an entrepreneur and just saying I'm going to take the good the bad with the ugly and I am a part of that honey I still am running southern munchies and it will take over the world but full time I am still chefing it somewhere else because I gotta pay these dollars Duke Power don't give a damn about my entrepreneurial dreams they just want their lights paid honey they will look you can be an entrepreneur all day but you can do it in the dark that's what they (laughs) so I definitely have a job I'm definitely a part-time entrepreneur right now and sometimes it hurts because it's like gosh if I wasn't here I could be doing so much more for my business but if I'm home doing things for my business I feel like oh my god I should be working so I could actually be bringing income in and taking care of my family that way so it's just been working right now that I do both and that's okay that's totally okay. But in doing this new event for the school year, yo, it's slim pickings as far as entrepreneurs are going. And I mean, it's more vending venues popping than people are there to vend for them. And as a food entrepreneur, like somebody who's um into the food business, it's hard. Like, I mean, people be wanting a thousand, a hundred and fifty dollars just for you to get out there and sell your stuff. So it costs me more sometimes to sell than I make at the actual event. So it's it can be difficult to pick out, yo, what am I going to do? How am I going to, what's the foot traffic like? What do these people do events all the time? Am I really going to make money? And that's just the vending part of it. Um, when you also have to worry about getting new clients and being your own visual marketer and things like that, it gets a little challenging because it's like, okay, as an artist, you know, speaking about my job, you know, as what I do, as um, it pertains to what I do, It can be a little, you know, like, okay, if I had to stop and do all of my marketing and TikTok's a thing and reels and all of this and make sure I'm having the right hashtags and make sure I'm popping up in people's algorithms and making sure my content looks beautiful. In order to do that, one, I have to create this content, which means I have to actually have the artistic time to give you something. You know what I'm saying? I have to fillet and fabricate and, uh, 
get all my mise en place <laughs> together and for those who know what that mean and you know just things like that so if I'm doing all of that plus I've got to sit up here and go go back in and edit and make sure everything is at the right timing and everything and posting it and making sure that I have the right uh hashtags and things so I show up on people's algorithms that is time consuming and I'm a mother of two of two honey oh a one-year-old and 11 year old and I'm telling you it's, it's timing. It takes time, you know? So when I'm asking where have my entrepreneurs gone, I mean, it's really dwindling right now. And I'm, I'd be wondering, was it a fad? Was it the right time, wrong business for certain people? Did life just happen? Because my life damn sure happened. And it smacked me hella hard. And I've been wondering, like, how do we rebuild that momentum? So the National um, Black... Bureau of Research um, has, you know, posted that there was a really big surge of like micro businesses like drop shipping and e-commerce. You saw a lot of people during the pandemic selling lashes and clothes and things like that. That was your drop shipping and e-commerce type situations where you could you would buy through them online and they would receive a percentage and the business would receive a percentage and things like that. And that was a pop in business for a lot of people. A lot of vendings I went to, it was a lot of people selling jewelry and lashes and clothes. And a lot of the clothes, I ain't gonna lie, it was sheen value. It was definitely lovely wholesale. It was definitely given Ross, but it was still a big business. Like, I mean, all you had to do was set up a bunch of cute clothes and people just come and buy them from you. And that's easy. Set up some jewelry. People buy them from you. I mean, set up me. It was a little more difficult because it's like either I'm going to have the same menu all the time or I'm going to switch it up a little bit. So I started out with desserts and doing infusions with desserts. And at the time, nobody really was out here selling desserts the way I was like not infused, not beautiful, not. It was just like, yo, you want some brownies? I got some brownies out the trunk, bro. No, I'm not doing that shit. My shit is way more like elegant. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I try. I try anyway. So there was always that. And, um, with that said, I barely see any of that anymore. I'm talking not online, not on, I'm in different groups where it's, you know, all I was seeing was lashes and hair and, um, clothes and shoes. And I don't know where these people are anymore. I mean, just reaching out, trying to find vendors. It was like, Oh my God, I, I, it was so much easier than the beginning. And now it's like, are y'all still in business? And a lot of them aren't and it's no shade all tea right here it's just like everybody's kind of like falling off with their business that they started I don't know if it was all LLC or if it was just a side hustle and it seems like right now it's it was more like of a side it looks like a side hustle to me and more so of a fad and I mean with black businesses being hit the hardest during the pandemic I mean the buy black movement helped, you know, a lot of people buy black, buy black, buy black. And it went up about 38% during the uh, pandemic. Um, so recently though, seeing the full aspect of like how businesses can fall off, you know, only 20% survived the first year, 30, the second 50, the fifth year, and about 70% die off by the 10th year. I'm on my year two, so I'm trying out here. And um, hell, eight out of 10 Black-owned businesses usually fail within the first 18 months. And the pandemic was what? 2019, 
I think it was the end of 2019, the beginning of 2020. So yeah, it's been about two years since the beginning of the pandemic. And of course, it's still going on. But a lot of those businesses have fallen off, you know, and they've gone back to work and it's okay. Maybe they're revamping. They'll come back later. They got a taste for it. Not everybody who starts out wins the first time. And it's not even a fail. It's a lesson. It's a lesson like, okay, maybe I need to scale my business a different way. Of course, sometimes you have to let it go and then come back later and do something. I listen to Jay Jones all the time. Black Entrepreneur's Blueprint, totally a plug right there. And he is just a, a genius when it comes to, I mean, you should really listen to this show. If you are struggling and don't know what to do as an entrepreneur, if you really want to do this, where else can my business go? Is it time to scale? Is it time to let it go? He has a great episode on whether it's time to scale, meaning grow your business and, you know, take it in a different direction, moving more with the times and listening to what people want, what kind of demographic you sell, you're selling to, listening to what they're, what they need and creating that wave. You know what I'm saying? And then if it's not a thing that's selling anymore, if people are not into lashes anymore and you can't get that shit out, fuck it, let it go, man. It's time. Let's try something else. Clearly you can sell. Clearly you found a need that people, you know, at the time people wanted and their, their needs have changed, you know? So it's time to scale or let it go. And it should never be like one of our people dying to take people to want to, you know, buy black. And that's another thing. Like we need to really put money into black owned businesses. And with us actually doing that, we are creating a new wave of generational wealth for our people. How do we rise and overcome remember Dave Chappelle that episode how do we rise and overcome by recreating generational wealth if we are all in the same category some of course will always there will always be wealthy second class we're trying to eliminate the low class you know we're trying to bring everybody up and have some kind of stability with generational wealth so that our children all don't have to worry about, can I get into this college? Can I, will I be able to buy this home? Will this bank look at me and be able to give me a loan, not because of the color of my skin, but because of hell, my credit, hell, because I'm trying, they'll listen to my business plan and give me a business loan because they believe in what I am going to do as much as they would believe that a person of no pigment at all, you did. So when I say like it shouldn't take some one of some one of us dying, I mean seventy five percent, according to C uh, CBN, C I'm sorry, CSN. Blah, 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 blah. According to let me get my words right, NBC.com. There we go. That was so hard, but according to C. BNBC.com. Just checking my notes because I always like to have facts that follow what I'm talking about. Get with it. 75% of black owned businesses saw a spike in sales after George Floyd. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? 75%. 75? I don't want to die for it. I don't want to see anybody else die for it, you know? That's not how I want black businesses to grow, you know, and we really as solopreneurs need to be able to expect those high expectations from our clientele and, you know, 
when dealing with that, you know, as I'm trying to get to how people, you know, have made it, not made it, where have they gone? A lot of people could not handle the high expectations, especially when you have a lot of people that are coming out, like especially during the time during the pandemic, when everybody was coming out with a new business, drop shipping, e-commerce, everybody's trying to build a side hustle. Everybody's trying to become an entrepreneur, not go, go punch that clock again for the man, but for ourselves, did we really expect the clientele that we had? Did we know the clientele that we wanted? Did we have a blueprint? Did we really have a business plan or an idea? Did we know our demographic? Did we know what we could do, honestly? Or did a lot of people just see it as a quick buck? I saw it as both. I saw it as an opportunity to grow my business. Well, excuse me, start my business, grow my business, maintain my business, and a little bit of change. You know what I'm talking about? Of course, I want a dollar or two. Of course I want a dollar or two. That's why I'm in the thing. I love it and I want to make money doing something I love. And to my next point, 80%, and this is from the Nihilist, just you know, checking my references here from the Nihilist, 80% of black-owned businesses have zero capital and are funded out of pocket. And that's how a lot of us started. A lot of us started, let's just be real, with our unemployment check. I took the fuck out of my unemployment tech and started my business, and then I stopped claiming unemployment. Fuck it. I'm now employed. I employed myself. Thank you for your unemployment that now helped me employ myself, and I'm going to make this thing rock. And with that said, I don't have any employees. So these expectations I have for my clientele put a lot of pressure on me because I'm like, okay, I've got to make this thing pop. I've got to make this thing be this, that, and the third. And I need to make sure that I can do that. But I don't know if I can do that by myself. So I put so much pressure on myself. I, I, I definitely had increased anxiety. I didn't know if I wanted to keep doing it. And, and then something happened. I did my first event by myself. Really stressful, but it was beautiful. People were happy. The high, the whole euphoria of what I was doing made sense. And I said, okay, this is for me. I'm going to do this. Whether it's, I'm a weather out the storm, good, bad, and ugly. Um, I'm going to have to do this for my, by myself for a minute. But that's the type of business that I'm in. Not everybody else can do that. My sister owns a skincare line. She does everything by herself. But sometimes that's hard because she has high expectations and a large clientele now. So doing it alone all the time doesn't work. Husband got to clock in. Kids got to clock in. And they love it. You know, they love helping out. But still, you know, a lot of people who started out did not have the capital. And now that they and, and even if they were in business, not having that capital and being make, and it being hard to gain that capital because you probably don't have business credit. You probably don't know what to do with your EIN. You probably don't have a DUNS account. You probably are just lost. You're just starting this because it's like, OK, I'm going to go for I'm going to go for broke here. I'm going to go for everything. I'm going to put it all out there. And then it comes back. And it's not exactly what you were expecting. It wasn't exactly what you were expecting. It wasn't something that your clientele kept coming back for. And even with that, when your clients are moving around and people are coming out with this, that, and the third, so their eyes are open to everything. Because when my, my sister started her skincare line, I didn't really focus too much on natural skincare lines. But when she started it, all of a sudden, it's just like all these natural skincare lines started popping up. So now you've created um, competition. And I've done that with my infusion game. It was one or two people out here doing it. One that I really knew of that was, you know, doing her thing. 
But once I started, it was like, okay, now I'm doing my thing and it's get, it's popping and people are finding out about it. And they're like, okay, well, let's get this. Let's see what she's doing. And I, I either, I'm either going to make it better or I'm going to do it with an abundance. And a lot of people have been coming out and doing their own whole infusion plate sales and infuse this and infuse that. And I just sit up there and I'm flattered because it's like, ugh, follow the blueprint, baby. You didn't see anybody posting online, hey, yeah, get this fire-ass infused ganache brownie. Get this fire-ass. Okay, now the cereal treats were basic as hell, but, you know, starting out, you got to have something fun. So cereal treats. And they took off because nobody was doing Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Nobody was doing Cocoa Puffs. Nobody was doing that shit. It was me, baby. So when it comes to that, it's like, look, sometimes you become the blueprint if you keep going. And knowing how to, since I have people that are now following the blueprint and doing their own thing a different way, looking at what I've done and saying, okay, this is how I can do it better. Totally cool. Let's rock and do this. Let's feed the streets. As my homeboy would say, let's feed the streets. And not knowing and not having the resources to scale your business, meaning helping your business grow and do different things like I'm doing. Like I decided since people are doing so many brownies and you know just following the blueprint as I say it's time to scale my business and okay I'm missing a bag when it comes to the vegan and the plant-based community so what I'm about to do now is start doing a vegan and plant-based menu so that all and everyone who enjoys infusion can get it eat it and live it goes with your diet and everything and that's very important like don't get down on yourself when you see a bunch of people doing this that and a third learn how to do it better or not even do it better. Create a new, a new, a new lane. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, well, thank y'all. We going straight. You going right? You know what I'm saying? I'm about to go ahead and break this left real quick. You know what I'm saying? We may meet up in the middle later, but you know, go on your path. I go on my path. Make my lane again somewhere else because I'm talented than a motherfucker. So I'ma always create a lane. You dig? And y'all can jump on this highway. Come on, it's cool. You can always switch lanes. You can always reroute. Come on. And another thing, another uh, reason why I feel like, you know, entrepreneurs have been lacking these days in visibility is because of the lack of brand visibility. A lot of these things, a lot of these businesses don't have the money for advertising and marketing and, you know, business coaches. I mean, those are thousands of dollars, hundreds of dollars that you just don't have if you're a mamapreneur like myself. Yes, I hear them saying, oh, you need to spend this. You need to invest this. You need to do this. But you know what? They also say that at church. I can only do it at one or two spots. I can either invest my tithes and offering into the Lord or invest it into these people who are like, oh, well, if you give me $1,000 as your business coach, I will help you scale your business. That's nice. But can I just do that on my own? Can I just scale my business without paying somebody that I don't know $1,000 to give me homework and make me do God knows what? I don't know how you're going to do this. I don't know. And I'm not disrespecting any kind of business coach. It's just like for the people who can't afford it, sometimes we're made to feel like, gosh, since I can't afford marketing or a visibility in some kind of payment form, I can't just go and create reels and go and create TikToks and go and create Instagram uh, videos and things like that. I have to pay a coach a thousand dollars just to be seen. It's like, can we get something for the people? Can I get like a budget coach? Like, can I get something? Can I got, can I get a coupon? Like, and I hate doing that because it's like, that's your money too. And I'm sure that these business coaches are worth it. I'm sure that they make a killing. I'm sure that they actually help scale businesses, but I just can't afford it. And it sucks. It makes me feel like shit sometimes. Cause it's like, damn, I really want you. And I do believe in you, but you said it's a $500 down and then 
300 a month. Mm, no, I won't be doing that, but I do like you. So, and as an entrepreneur, that your thinking involves, you know, an innovative mindset. You have to be able to create new ideas and products and new market with in any circumstance. So during the pandemic, a lot of us created new ideas, created new product products, joined new markets, created new markets, or did what we could. And that momentum, I feel like, is dying down, especially with inflation and people having to up their prices and people knowing their worth and people, you know, the clientele, like myself, when it, like I just said, an example with the business coaching, where I'm like, I don't know if I really can pay a thousand dollars for some business coach, or twelve hundred dollars for a business coach, or twelve hundred dollars to go to this event, or fourteen hundred dollars for this course. I don't have that, you know. Oh, here comes my bubba. So, the best thing for me to do is just do it on my own, and. I have to say that definitely affects my state of mind and it can affect anybody's state of mind. It can create depression, anxiety. It can affect your relationships and your high performance, you know, um, entrepreneur.com, you know, as we constantly make these decisions, you know, managing our, um, finances and we're working long hours and providing customer service and training or working with employees and, uh, different people, these are the feelings that, you know, come up, you know, depression. I'm depressed because maybe my business isn't doing exactly what I wanted to do. I thought I would see some kind of return on my investment, which is coming out of my pocket and it's not happening. Um, depression can also come from, you know, I'm trying to get grants. I'm trying to get funding. But as a minor, as a minority entrepreneur, it's hard for me to get funding. It's hard for me to get somebody to look at my business and say it's worth it. It's hard for me to even explain what my business is sometimes out of fear anxiety because I got to make this product. I got to make these people see this product. I got to get out there in the algorithm. I got to get out here. I got to create some kind of content to get visibility. So now I'm anxious. Will people gravitate towards my product? Will people gravitate towards me if they don't don't even care about my product? Do they want to just see me and more of my shit? You know, suffering in your relationship because it's like, oh my God, my I'm barely spending time with my family because I'm just on straight, um, I'm on, on go, you know what I'm saying? I'm taking care of the kids. Every, okay. So let me go ahead and get dinner done, get this done, get homework, get uh, parent a little bit. Then I got to take time to work on the website, work on different menu um, options, actually type it out, write it out. I'm trying to do a coloring book. I'm trying to do a recipe book. I'm trying to do this, that, and the third so that I can have some kind of e-commerce that is all my own where I'm, you know what I'm saying? Creating that kind of wave. And now I'm mad in my relationship because I have depression for my business. I have anxiety from how I'm going to scale my business. I have no time to really talk to my spouse and really explain what's going on. And if I do, it's like all I'm hearing is the same thing over and over again. And then your performance starts to deteriorate. To deteriorate. Me, I'm not really happy with my apartment, so I'd rather get out of here. So sometimes as an artist, I'm just looking around like, okay, I don't want to be here. So I can't really express myself the way I want to. I'm losing momentum and this will affect my business. So with all that said, you... I know that to get back to it, we have to prioritize our mental health. A lot of us this year has been shit. We are ready to throw it away. 2022, what the blood clots, especially, you know, going through everything I've been through and people all, a lot of people have been going through. It's been a lot of death. It's been a lot of tragedy. It's been a lot of financial issues. It's been a lot. It's been, it's the energy is gloomy these days. People have come, people have go and our practice of self-awareness is dwindling. 
how we are viewing ourselves, you know, and then that in turn affects how we view the world really, you know, and, and when we assume we have to do it all alone by not getting help and not seeking out some kind of, you know, psychiatry, then we're really hurting ourselves. And I've only ever heard the best about, you know, look, I went, I have a psychiatrist now. I can express myself to somebody who is completely biased and, I mean, unbiased and can really help. Especially when you are a business person, because sometimes you're talking to somebody, especially a psychiatrist, they understand this is their damn business. They understand, you know, we need people who can help and under help us understand. And plus, listen to podcasts. They are out there, baby, mine. Jay Jones, he, the Black Entrepreneur's Blueprint has helped me so much as an entrepreneur. When I felt like giving up, when I felt like scaling up, when I felt like, what do I need to do next? What do I want to learn next? This has really helped and it's free. I mean, you know, we got to get into it. What is it? Get into it. Yeah, we got to get into it. Life happens. Bills are due. Kids need you. We're not always tech savvy and we are damn sure running out of money. But we need to stay as relevant as possible in our businesses. And even if you're like, you know what, I'm just going to take time and let it go. Always kind of come back to it a little bit like hmm, maybe I can tweak it here. Not saying start it over, start it up when you're ready, you're ready. Be the best that you can be at the job you're at. If that's taking care of your family, do that. But I just want in closing to see more entrepreneurs, baby. I'm ready. I'm not into the side hustle game. I'm trying to donate my job back still to this day. I am still on the travel agent and in the travel agent game. Excuse me, SM Travels. I'm always going to be a chef. Southern Munchies is going to take over the world. I will be the blueprint. I will always be scaling, always be growing, always be learning. I will not give up. I owe it to my children to create generational wealth for them for years to come. They have been with me through the struggle. I want them to be with me through the success and I visualize my success. I know what my success looks like. It's not a yacht and a mansion. Fuck all that. It's peace, profitability, and, and just passion, overall passion in everything, in my relationship, in my business, in my children's lives, and in, in my friendships, passion. I just want peace, prosperity, and passion. And that's what I'm working on. That's what I will not stop giving up on, period. So, you guys, that is me wrapping it up. I will be back next week. Great topic ahead for you. Also, a few travel deals. Just, you know, we're doing our SM Travels Escape the Winter specials. And I wanted to get y'all up to date on everything. And yeah, YouTube channel is definitely going to be dropping this October. I'm so excited. $20 meals with Chef Najinaj. It's going to be so crazy. I'm, ah, I'm so excited. My man's going to be doing the videos. Oh my God, it's like a whole family business right now. Top Card Entertainment, Southern Munchies, SM Travels, Bumble Sense taking over the world, like period. So if you want to follow me, my business page is Southern Munchies with a Z on Facebook. I also have Chef Naji Naj 22 on Instagram. That's Chef Naji Naj 22. Um, Twitter, you can follow me, Chef Naji Naj 19. No, I'm sorry, Chef Najinaj22. I had to change that because there's hackers in the world. Anyway, Twitter, same, Chef Najinaj22. And that's actually it. That is all of my aliases there, <laughs> all of my social media sites. 
and from Southern Munchies to SM Travels, I'm just here to donate my job back again, help you keep the momentum going. I'm going to figure out exactly what my son got into. This has been your girl, Chef Najee Naj, on the ones and twos. Easy talk. Thanks for listening up, you guys. Bye.